Welcome to Documentary First, an inside look at a first-time filmmaker's journey. I am your host, Josh Lindsay, from the Movie Proposal Podcast, and with us is our first-time filmmaker coming from Laurel, Mississippi, Christian Taylor. Hey, Josh, you're right. I'm still here. Still there. Didn't you, like, were you in Pensacola, though, in between podcasts? Oh, yes, I was in Pensacola. How did you know that? Did I, did I tell you? Well, I listened to the Holy Post. Oh, I, it came out today. <laughs> Boy, you're on the ball. Mm. Yes. I have nothing no, better. That's the Pensacola. episode where we found out Pensacola, Florida is in central time zone. Mm. Yes. Yes, it was. Um, I will talk to you about that uh, after we introduce our next co-host. <laughs> Jason is... Rugg, the guy we could not do this without. Hey there. Oh, my voice Boy, that took Oh, a, that was terrible. That took a long this, this time. This whole Let's episode's another... falling apart. I know. Maybe should we start over? Oh, goodness. Anyway. <laughs> hi, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this crazy podcast. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, anyway, I'm going to turn it over to Josh, who hopefully we can get in the right direction. Okay. So, by the way, uh, we may have a delay. So, I'm just going to let Christian, you know, you, you do your thing. I'm going to spin the top and let you go here. So... Uh, we've got some exciting updates I know about the girl who wore freedom in terms of where people can view it, such as Hoopla. And Hoopla just sounds like an app that my daughter would have, but it's not. What What is Hoopla? <laughs> yeah. So um, before I get into Hoopla, can I go back and correct the whole Eastern Central time thing of Pensacola, Florida? <laughs> <laughs> Great, because what happened on the Holy Post podcast is I thought I was in Florida. And so I was sure I was on Eastern time. And so we were supposed to record at three o'clock, which, you know, was four o'clock Eastern time. And so when it was time to record, I was driving in my car and Phil said to me, Christian, are you ready? I'm like, no, it's not four o'clock yet. He's like, Christian, it's three o'clock. Anyway, I learned at that moment that the panhandle of Florida, and this is thanks to Jason Rugg, who's always keeping us on our toes, is in central time. So in case you guys are wondering, the panhandle of Pensacola is on central time. But we got that straightened out but, today. It's just that, you know, we got some tech difficulties. Shouldn't your phone tell you the right time? Doesn't it just know that what was, time zone it's in? That was what was so confusing because we said we were going to do the podcast at 3 and I knew I was in Florida, so I knew that when my phone said four, I should be ready to do the podcast because I was in Eastern time. Well, Phil called me and said, Christian, it's three o'clock. I said, yeah, in central time. He said, Christian, look at your phone. What time is it? I said, three o'clock. So we have a whole <laughs> nother hour. That's when I discovered <laughs> that um, Florida was indeed not in Eastern time. So that's how that uh -huh. all played out. <laughs> all right. Lessons learned. So uh, what's Hoopla? All right. So Hoopla is the library distribution um, mechanism so that people can watch movies without paying anything. And it works like this. The library has a subscription with Hoopla, sort of like Netflix. The library is paying a fee for this Hoopla, and the patrons that come into the library then can watch any of the movies for free because the library is paying the fee to Hoopla. 
Well, every time a patron watches the movie, the girl who wore Freedom Team, well, really FFS, will be compensated a small bit. Maybe it's a dollar. I'm not really sure. But um, when a patron watches the video, uh, the money will go to FFS and they will keep their portion of it. And then whatever is left over will come to us. Uh, the wonderful news about this is that anybody that's interested in watching The Girl Who Wore Freedom can now watch it through their library free of charge. Now, if they decide they want to watch it again and again and they want their own copy, they could buy a DVD or they could buy it <laughs> off Apple TV or iTunes. So, um, of course, that really helps us out. But if there's people who can't, who don't have DVD players or who don't have a subscription to Apple TV or iTunes, this is a wonderful solution to them for them. They could go to the library and watch the movie. Do you Are you aware of how they, do they do any kind of marketing? Is it just... In a stack actually, of they do do marketing. Okay. Yeah. So um, I actually haven't interfaced with it yet. I think that it is possible for the person to click on a link. We have a bit.ly link for Hoopla. I think it's uh, possible for a person to click on the link, be taken to Hoopla. They enter their information about their library, and then they can watch it on their device. That's how I think Hoopla is set up. Um, maybe Jayden, Jason, the button pushing guy, can find that out while we are talking about this because I've actually <laughs> never been there yet. <laughs> I, I, I'm laughing because uh, his but, eyes lit up and uh, as in, you want me to do what? <laughs> I have no idea how to do this. <laughs> I, I'm Googling furiously. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what you're here for. We're supposed to be talking. You're supposed to be Googling, making sure you're keeping us honest. Anyway, that's that's what I I was excited this week because we just found this out um, just uh, a few days ago that we anybody can watch it through Hoopla. So we will be putting that information out on social media. So if you watch our social media, you'll see a bit.ly link that we're going to put up for Hoopla and you'll be able to watch it through your own public library. Yeah, Speak so I, I was able to find... Um... Like, I just looked up Hoopla just in general, and up popped the Austin Public Library. Um, and I just searched The Girl of War Freedom, and there it is, and I can check it out on Hoopla. And that takes us straight to a website where I can click Borrow and ask to borrow it. So it looks like ratings are also important on Hoopla. So if you do watch it on Hoopla, make sure that you rate it. Look at that! Well. See, we couldn't do it without you, Jason Rugg. I, I could have done that. That wasn't that hard. <laughs> yeah, well, you well, didn't. Then you can Jason do it next did. time. <laughs> no, don't chase Jason off. I really want him on the podcast. No, no, I know. I want him here. I'm just saying, like, you know, let's not overpraise now, okay? I mean, good job, Jason. <laughs> yeah. Earlier today, Josh was besmirching my dentist. I just, uh, it's all. Did you guys do the movie proposal podcast today? No. no he was just harassing me on Twitter. No, 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 no. All right. He said. His dentist told him that he's never seen anyone take such good care of their teeth. And I responded by saying... At my age. Oh, okay. Well, okay, I believe that then. I mean, millennials, they... Yeah, that's you didn't read the whole tweet. <laughs> well, I just said... That was in the tweet. <laughs> I, I, I just said, he tells that to all his patients. Because <laughs> who wants to hear... Every time you go to the dentist, what a horrible job you do taking care of your teeth. You'll stop going to that <laughs> dentist. 
<laughs> so my my dentist a couple years ago actually told me you need to floss more. You need to start using fluoride mouthwash because of, you know, these things that we're seeing in your mouth. And I do all those things now. I floss every single day. And they were able to tell that. Mm. So they did uh, tell me I suck. <laughs> it was just a couple Jason, years ago. <laughs> I, I, I have okay. to vouch for Jason because I have a 20-year-old now, and I'm serious. We still are taking him to the dentist, and they're still saying, son, you really need to brush your teeth every day, and please use mouthwash and, you know, and floss and, you know. <laughs> He's 20, so hopefully he will listen to the dentist as well. Anyway, we digress. Mm. Um, if you don't follow Josh, Jason, and I on Twitter, um, Josh, <laughs> I am at Christian's Voice. And Jason, why don't you give your Twitter handle? Mine's at, at Jace Ruggie. At Jace Ruggie. Someone took at Jason Rugg in like 2011, and uh, they haven't used it ever since. And so I'm just sitting oh, here with my off-brand username. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, Josh, what's your Twitter handle? I believe. <laughs> oh, it's JQ Lindsay. Oh, my word. It's JQ Lindsay. JQ, at JQ Lindsay. So if you're not following us on Twitter, you should uh, just be prepared. You will hear a lot about cinnamon rolls from Jason Rugg, which um, is going to make you want to have cinnamon, ro cinnamon rolls. I told him today on Twitter uh, that he is responsible for a lot of expanding waistlines, including mine, because he talks about them so much. Uh, anyway, so be prepared about that. Josh posts a lot about the Movie Proposal podcast and sometimes his vacations, uh, but he is very interesting to follow as well. So make sure you follow us on Twitter. Um, and I just wanted to give another little update, if you don't mind, about the film, getting back to why we're all here. Um, we had talked about in the past about uh, Virgil Films uh, working with FFS uh, to be a sub-distributor. And FFS said they'd be willing to do that. I now know that uh, Virgil Films has written FFS to say, hey, let's partner together. And we're waiting to hear back the results of that. But I'm very hopeful that uh, they will agree to work together. And then uh, Virgil Films will start pitching us to a lot of their U.S. relationships. Let, so that's happening. And then we let's say uh, they, they come back and they say, no, thanks. We got this. It, it seems like they're would be room for you to go back and say, uh, I disagree. I think you guys should work together and have a dialogue. Is that door open to have that conversation? We, we headed that off at the pass. So my wonderful executive producer slash producer, David Patterson went to FFS to begin with and said, Hey, we think we have an opportunity here for someone to, you know, open some doors for us. Would you be interested in talking with them? Because it really only serves to probably make us more money if they can get us in the door. And so, you know, FFS said, yes. So the great news about that is that they're willing and open. Um, and now Virgil Films needs to go back and they need to strike a deal. Now the question oh. is, you know, will they strike a deal that both are happy with? Um, and the deal will be something about percentages. So Virgil Films basically will want to get a percentage because they have the relationships and can open the doors. And um, FFS would have to be willing to give them that from the profits. So really then, you know, it cuts down on FFS's profits. It cuts down on my profits. But uh, at the end of the day, if Virgil Films can do what they say they can do, we all win. And that's the hope. I, I was watching a movie last night. I forget. Oh, I think it was Spotlight. I was rewatching Spotlight. 
And if I remember correctly, that's an felt, uplifting movie. Yeah, it is. It's actually it's a great film. It, I, it is so good. You're right. No, it, it is fantastic. It. Oh, it's it's a little dark. It's a little dark. Um, but I feel like there were 20 film production companies listed at the beginning. You know, just all their little logos and. I was like, my goodness, how many companies? I mean, I know it takes a lot of people, but how many companies does it take? And I'm wondering, as you discuss about SFS and, and the sub-distributor, is that why? Like all of a sudden companies get introduced along the way because they can bring something new to the table. Well, so when we signed the deal with FFS, um, they want their logo at the beginning of our film. They want their logo at the beginning of our trailer because they're the ones distributing our film. So it's mm -hmm. the girl who wore freedom in association with FFS. I can only imagine that will be the same with Virgil films, though. I don't know. We haven't had that discussion, but if they come in and open the door to Netflix, let's say, well, I think they're going to want some credit for that. They're going to want to have that credit to on IMDb. But those are the sticking points when you're talking about distributors, right? Distributors make their business is predicated on their reputation, what they can do, what doors they can open. And that is verified by what they have on IMDb. And it's verified on what people see in their films. Um, now, Virgil Films distributed Restrepo and a whole bunch of other big name films. Um, so they have a pretty good reputation in the industry and they want to keep that up. So my guess is there will be talks among FFS about those things. It, the same is true though, if it's just a basic production company. So in the beginning, I came together with Reverse Negative Studios, Taylor Productions, Reverse Negative Studios came together and we um, partnered to make this film. So you'll see us have dual billing there. And then a Later, David Patterson came in with Arkady Bay Entertainment. So our three companies, you know, are there in the credits. And as you go along, if other production companies come in, they are going to negotiate not only for money, but also for credit. And that's how you get all of those in association with and blah, 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 blah. Some of them have so many you lose track, but that's why. Right. Well, Continuing on and in terms of distributors and where you can watch this film, I, I'm going to sh shift topics again, unless you, you want to go back to sub distributors. Are we? Yeah. So, I mean, we've talked about right now, um, it can come out, it's coming out on Hoopla. It's already out there. Uh, we're working on that, uh, getting it uh, into more places with the hopes of Virgil films. And then the third thing I was really surprised about this week was, we are now already on Delta. So we weren't supposed to be on Delta until August 1st, but I got a wonderful message from a friend of mine on Instagram the other day. Listen to this. Which I just, just watched... Del Delta the airline, not Delta the variant, right? <laughs> right, the coronavirus variant, yes. <laughs> okay, just making sure. I, I watched this on Delta Airlines. Also, what I've learned is when you spell Delta Airlines, you must use three words, Delta, air lines. It is incorrect. Yes. And the Delta people get very specific about this. Um, you need to spell <laughs> it three different words, not airlines as one word. So just a little FYI, I've learned that lesson. What, what, so what's the this, hold on, uh, hold on, friend? Hold on. <laughs> I have a problem with this. <laughs> Wait, unless, okay. What, what's another example where you use the word lines? Like like bus lines. I'm, I'm guessing or... they're they're referring, of course, to like chemtrails, right? Like airlines. 
<laughs> is that what they're talking about? <laughs> we make the airlines. I think it is their brand is what I'm guessing. Because if you look at United Airlines, I think it's United Airlines, one word. Um, and they mostly go by United, maybe. But Delta, their unique brand is Delta Air Lines. And for whatever reason, that's what they want. So who am I to say? I certainly can't answer that for you. But it is a distinguishing feature because I haven't noticed anybody else like that. But I could be it's wrong. unique. I don't know. It is unique. Okay, so Robin Smith, who's married to Karen, who was a friend of mine in high school, Robin said, I just watched the film on, on a Delta flight. It was so good. Will it ever be available on DVD? I'd love for my World War II vet father-in-law to see it, but he doesn't stream anything. He said, we flew from Atlanta to Boston. I was so excited to see it available. I cried watching and then again telling my daughter about it while we waited to disembark. Um, he said, I'm still thinking about the movie today, two days later. It was just great storytelling and also what amazing stories. That was so exciting to get. So uh, thank you, Robin, for watching the film, for sharing it with your World War II uh, father-in-law. And yeah, super, super excited about that. So now it's on Delta Airlines. If you are going to uh, travel, please try to use Delta and watch our movie. So that's another free way to watch it. Okay, then I got a Twitter uh, comment. Oh my goodness, at Christian's Voice, I just watched your movie on the Delta flight. As a regular listener and Patreon supporter of the Holy Puss podcast, I'd been eager to watch. I blinked away tears from start to finish. What an amazing, unique perspective on the D-Day invasion. Uh, so, oh, that just warmed my heart. I, that's how I learned it was on the planes. So thank you very much. Uh, this guy's name is Ken Smoll. So thank you, Ken, for watching the film and giving us a shout out on Twitter. Um, if you've watched the film, please let us know. Give us a shout out on Twitter. Also, make sure you write a review on iTunes because those help us. And of course, as Jason said, or Jace Ruggie said, uh, write a review on Hoopla if you watch it there. So uh, those are the big news of this week. The other thing I wanted to report on was we have yet to get any response about that relief grant due page. So I know I got my paperwork in time. I know it was going to be reviewed. We still do not have a response to that. So there's that. Well, no and response then, is, uh, is good. It's better than a no. That's, that's for sure. right. Yeah. And then um, the only other thing to talk about this week is I was going to just talk about the work-life balance continued. As you can see, I am still here in Laurel, Mississippi with my family, still trying to work out some things for my dad. It is challenging. Uh, today, I was supposed to be recording this podcast at 2 p.m. Central, and I was late because I had issues come up that were kind of unavoidable with my dad. Thankfully, Josh and Jason were patient and accommodating. And again, that goes to say, you know, if, please make sure the people in your life understand and are willing to work with you and are supportive, particularly in a work environment. So you guys, I want to give you a public shout out for your patience and graciousness um, in the midst of my chaos. So there's that. <laughs> um and then the other thing I wanted to say is, like Josh mentioned, we did go to Pensacola this past weekend. I was really torn about that because going to Pensacola meant leaving a lot of the details that I needed to work through here. I'm going through a lot of paperwork with my father to identify 
bills that maybe have been unpaid and get a global perspective on his finances. And that's a lot of time that it's going to take me to go through those paperwork things. But Hunter is now in Pensacola. He, um, many of you know, he was the head of business operations, and then he went into OCS, Officer Candidate School, and then he graduated and he went into uh, the flight school in Pensacola. And so it's only three hours away from my dad's house in Laurel, and I haven't seen him in a long time. So I really was anxious to see him in his new space and try to get my mind around him being in the Navy and not the Army. And I do feel like it's sort of a swan song with my dad. I really would love for him to see all of my kids and create some new memories. So I thought it might be a good time to do that. But I was very torn because I have a lot of work things to do and I have work things to do for my dad. But in the end, I decided to set the work stuff aside to try to create this memory with my family. And I also really needed the time away. I went for two days and the military base has a beach, several of them. And I got to sit on the beach in the sun. Um, We had talked about Jason. I don't know if you remember this, but in a Holy Post podcast live stream episode, um, they were asking us what we really wanted to do in the summer if we could. And I said, sit on the beach or sit in the sun. And one Patreon supporter said, Christian, please do that. And I just... Ah, that kind of gave me permission to actually do it. And so it was very restorative to my soul. I was super happy that I did that. But I also have to share one other exciting thing. Um, Hunter is now in his nice little off-base apartment, and he is just now getting all his paperwork filled out so that he can actually work on the base. And the morning that we were leaving, Monday morning, he had gotten his ID. And his new ID basically says he's Ensign Taylor. He's now an officer. This is the first time he's had an officer ID. And none of us really thought much about it. He had gotten his ID. We were all glad he got that out of the way. But we were driving on to post and the guy, he gives the um, MP his ID. And the MP said, thank you, sir. And stood there and saluted him like this. And I saw this tiny little like line come up on his lips. And and I realized, I was like, is that your first salute as an officer? And he just got this big grin. And I was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I was there for that. It was like this really, really special moment that I was able to be there for. And it was like this change and this shift of, you know, he was in a new place. He had a new identity and I was able to see it be there realized. And we drove down the road. We were headed to the amazing Naval Museum on the base and we passed the officer's club. And he said, oh, that's the officer's club. We can go in there now. And I was like, dad, would you rather do that than go to the museum? He's like, well, that's not even a question. Turn this ship around. And so (laughs) we turned back around and we got to go into the officer's club for the very first time. I got pictures of that. It was just this really, really special moment that I got to share with my son and his grandfather. And I was really thankful that I made that decision to prioritize family and prioritize my own rest. I got it out of the work craziness and was just able to rest. Um, And so again, it's a big plug from me for keeping the work-life family balance in perspective. Sounds good. That's awesome. Lost my voice. (laughs) (laughs) It was so moving. (laughs) I was so touched. 
<laughs> okay, you're just joshing me. Yeah. <laughs> That's just, what he does all the time. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that in a while. So, uh, so Christian, um, forgive me. Uh, again, I think I mentioned there's a delay, so sorry about that. That's on my end. But what going forward, we looked at, you know, the sub-distributor, the Delta, Hoopla, you know, are you, once you dive back into work, uh, what are you looking forward at in terms of the girl who wore freedom? Great question. You know, I just want to say, if you're a praying person and you're listening to this podcast, I would really ask you to pray for wisdom and discernment for me, because there's a bunch of stuff on my plate. Right now, one of the things that's really troubling me is that we do have a a group of Patreon supporters who listen and who are supporting us. And we are supposed to be putting into place a monthly live stream and some other things. I really need to get those going. Mindy cook, the person overseeing those has been uh, doing some things of on her own work. So I'm hoping to get that uh, back into gear, get those um, things, you know, situated. So thank you for your support and your patience while I'm getting that together. The other thing that we have to do is I'm, I'm trying to put together this really big deal where um, it's a deal between Delta, Michelin, L'Oreal, and Fort Bragg. And that means I need to write proposals and things like that to make sure that those are accepted and we put all those details in place and the money is paid for for us to do it. And uh, Mindy's also supposed to help me with that. So I got to get back on, on task with Mindy and make sure we can get those things done. I have a meeting tomorrow with L'Oreal to put on the final details for that. We're hoping that we could get Danny and Flo to come and maybe some of the veterans at these events. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Fort Bragg has asked us to consider making a Girl Who Wore Freedom doll. So I got to see if I can make that happen. And then, you know, that the event with those people is in November. The other things that are coming up are I am supposed to be in Polson, Montana to have our film at a retreat at the end of August. I've got that coming up. And then I'm also supposed to be in Pennsylvania at the Massanut Military Academy, middle of October. So I have some events coming up in August, October, November, and then I am supposed to be in the Netherlands working on the Brave Dutch for all of September. So there's a bunch of work stuff I have on my plate, but of course, Um, I'm here with my dad and I really need to move him into an assisted living facility where people can care for him sometime in the next three weeks. And that's going to take a Herculean effort for that to happen. So um, how I'm going to balance all that, I don't know. Something's probably going to have to give and I'm going to have to be flexible with those things. And, but that's where we are. Well, I'm sure our listeners, the primarily the Patreon listeners, would understand if the live streams and extra videos, you know, got kicked down the road a little bit further. So I'm sure they're not giving money because they're expecting all this content. They're just glad to be part of it, I'm assuming. So that's probably something you can, you know, put in the back burner. Well, I, would I imagine. hope you're right. I feel such a responsibility. I feel such a responsibility and I'm so thankful for them because it really does help us keep going. So thank you for that. I hope that's true. I mean, I give money to the Holy Post and I don't get any of the benefits. So, you know, I I understand how that is. You know, I I just believe in it. I don't give enough to be part of the live streams. Oh, thank you. I didn't realize that until recently. I'm like, what? I have to give more money? (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm well, glad let me just tell you something Josh, about I the could, live streams. I can just pirate the link and send it to you. It's fine. Deal. <laughs> 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 so I, I will t- I will talk to you about the live streams because we're going to hopefully be doing it, you know, with the documentary first Patreon. I've really enjoyed the live streams. They're a set group of people that come and it's the same people every week. And so you begin to see them, get their sense of humor um, and, and build a relationship, even though they're just typing questions and things like that. Uh, there is a connection. It makes you feel more supportive and involved. And so, Josh. I don't know. Jason can grab the link for you, and I'm sure that would be fine because uh, I would certainly <laughs> love to see you there. I'll give you a free trial link. Listen, I want to ask you guys, what's been going up on the movie proposal, going on with the movie proposal? Well, it's still going. That's always a good thing. Um, our, our downloads have gone <laughs> up last time we checked, so that's that's positive. We just did Black Widow, Marvel superhero movie. And we're due for another one a week from now, actually, a week from tomorrow. And we don't know what we're doing. So, but we're, <laughs> we're trucking along. And actually, I just got turned on to a new uh, website called Listen Notes. And they have um, uh, just a list of all sorts of podcasts on there. And you can look at statistics and things like that, just public facing. And uh, the movie proposal is actually in the top 1% of all podcasts in the world. And uh, Christian Documentary First is uh, is actually in the f- top 5% of the world. Oh, what? Um, so, Come on. <laughs> so that's pretty that's cool. not the Holy true. Holy Post is in like, the top 0.1%. So we're, you know, Holy Post is a little bit further out there than the rest of us. But yeah. still, that's well, you pretty think of amazing. How many, people, how many people start a podcast and don't know how to do it, don't know how to grow an audience? You know, that there's a lot of podcasts out there that don't have really any recurring listenership. And it's just kind of cool to know that uh, we've got some, some successful ones. Wow. People like to listen. Yeah. That's really encouraging. That is really cool. It's called list. Hey, notes. one more thing that I want to uh, listen notes. Listen. Okay. All right. One other thing I wanted to chat about real quick is I just want to tell you, now that I've been here with my dad and seeing all of his senior issues, uh, I think I have a documentary I'm going to add to my list. And Great that idea. is documenting how how horrible the senior scamming situation is. Um, it, it, it really needs to be exposed. I mean, do you guys know if anything has been done in a documentary form about how horrible these scams are to the elderly people? Uh, not in a no. documentary that I'm aware of. Um, but I, I think we, we, I mentioned it before we started recording. There's a podcast called uh, the perfect scam. It's actually put on by AARP and it's all about how to avoid scammers. And they actually bring on people who have been scammed and talk about how they got scammed. So it's a very interesting, um, to listen to because oftentimes it's, you know, they pull on a personal angle. They, they find something about you online and they bring up a personal name or, or different things like that. So yeah, I would be fascinated to see a documentary about that. Yeah. Well, it's certainly on my uh, to-do list for sure. I would be, I wish I was been wishing this whole time that I've been filming this whole thing with my dad. I sit down every day 
And when his mail comes in, I am trying to teach him the difference between junk mail and regular mail. And he probably gets 15 junk mail stuff a day. And it's all, you have won this prize, open this and fill this out. And, you know, you're the winner. I mean, and they, they're handwritten ones that tell people the other ones for donations. I mean, he gets 15 million firefighter donation requests and children of the world and Alzheimer's page. And he gives to all of them, maybe only five or $10, but I mean, that adds up over time. And it's just people taking advantage of seniors that way based on their demographic of stuff that they do online or they fill out in person or whatever. And I've just wished, you know, as we're going through his big, you know, temptation was Publishers Clearinghouse. And I probably mentioned this before, but he thought it was all real and he had a chance. And so there are hundreds of packages in the house that have never been opened because he ordered them and he shoved them under the bed. And, you know, that's his particular thing. He wants to win a million dollars or win a truck. And so all of these physical things that come in the mail are all about, you know, winning this prize. So I have him look through those and decide, is this a scam or is this a real letter? The scammers have gotten so good that these things that actually come in the mail, they are almost impossible to discern if they're handwritten, you know, there's this one that drives me crazy. It looks like an old lady's handwriting and the stamps are put on there wonkily and it will say there, oh my goodness, I had no idea this was going to happen when he took my child, dot, dot, dot. And it's like this temptation, you know, this teasing to open the letter and it makes you think that it's real. And if you don't have those perceptive discerning skills, you know, you get sucked in to send that person money or whatever. So uh, I just have wanted to have had a camera to see because he now knows that most people are scamming him, but he gets so tempted. He'll, he'll look and he's like, I know you're going to say this is a scam, but, but you know, I could win this money. Why don't you open it and see, you know, and it's always a scam. Um, He may get one real male among 20, you know, scam things. So yeah, I wish I've had a camera this whole time and filming this whole process, but I don't, I'm not, I don't. And it's not my movie that I'm doing now. So it's on my to-do list. Well, you have your iPhone. You can always use the footage kind of like a documentary, uh, the, the, you know, your first documentary where it's like you had your iPhone footage and you integrated that into the pot, into the uh, documentary that you made later. You know what, Jason? I might just do done. that. Yeah. You've got I a camera get in your pocket. Some footage. You're right, I do. Thanks for that <laughs> reminder. I, I actually even brought lights with me. So mm, I just never know. There you go. All right. Well, thanks so for much that for suggestion. Uh, now work I have life my... balance. <laughs> <laughs> Out the window now. Uh, so true. How about that's just like, you know, integrating the work life situation. You know, that should be fine, right? <laughs> sure. That's one way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys, um, oh, Jason, I wanted to ask you, what's new with your projects? You were talking, you went out to California, like here on Documentary First, we haven't talked to to you about your own projects, like going out to California when you came back, what's happening with stuff. So give us an update about your stuff. So actually, um, 
we're going to have some cool updates, hopefully within the next week or so. So hopefully sometime in the next week or two, I'll actually have um, some cool stuff to talk about, but nothing I want to go super public with yet. So um, it's nothing huge. It's nothing like, you know, oh, my life changed while I was out there, but got to meet a lot of really cool people, got to go to some really cool meetings. And um, there's some things that are in the works now. We'll see where they go. But uh, awesome. yeah, so hopefully I'll, I'll now- have an update in a little bit. Now, last time we were got an update from you, you were writing and you were trying to turn some stuff in. Did all of that happen? Um, so there's one more uh, fellowship that we have to submit to. That's Nickelodeon. Um, by the time this comes out, we'll have submitted to that. Um, that closes August 1st. So um, Nickelodeon is actually really cool because if you get it, you get to be a paid full-time employee working at Nickelodeon, writing shows, learning from the best. So um, we're going to submit to that and see what happens. Awesome. Well, so we're that's, pulling that's for you. basically like buying a lottery ticket. Those those yeah. are basically like buying a lottery ticket. There's oh, so you and my few dad. spots open. You and, and my dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wish you the best. Well, thank you. All right. That's about all the news that's fit to print this week. Christian, before we say goodbye, remind everyone where to go to, if they want to buy a DVD, if they want to make a donation and so forth. Yeah, so go to thegirlywarfreedom.com. That will give you a little pop-up window to buy the DVD from iTunes or Apple TV. Um, You can go to the shop. We have wonderful merchandise there. You can listen to our podcast from there. You can also read some of our blogs. We also have, you know, a Patreon, as we mentioned before, and we would love to have anybody support us. Um, If you're listening to this, if you could take some time to tweet us and let us know, that would make me super happy. Um, We'd love to get any of your questions. I would love to do a, uh, you know, ask the director episode where we record people's questions and answer those. Uh, so if you have any questions, please either tweet us or email us, something like that, Christian at normandystories.com. And you can also go to your nearest, well, you can go online to Hoopla and uh, rent The Girly War Freedom from your library. So, or borrow it, I guess, borrow it from your library. Yeah. So you can also get on the DVD presale list. So uh, send us an email for that at Christian at normandystories.com and we'll get you on the list. Rock and roll. And you can check out the Patreon for the Documentary First podcast at patreon.com forward slash doc first podcast. Thank you, Jace Rugg. E. You're welcome, <laughs> Christian voice E. <laughs> People actually do call me JQ, so I just want you to know that. That's where that comes from. But it ah. sounds like off brand GQ. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but my middle my middle do name is. Do they really is call Quinn, you JQ? So yeah, it's because it's Joshua Quinn, JQ. Yeah, but who has ever called you that? I've known you for 20 years and I've never heard anybody call you that. Mostly uh, work associates. Ah, well, now you're JQ to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. Because it does sound like GQ. You're just kind of cool, you know, so. I'm not that cool. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, everyone. Uh, that's it for today. We want to say uh, thank you. For listening to Documentary First, where we believe everyone has a story to tell, and you can be the one to tell it. Yes, you can. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Documentary First. We really appreciate your partnership with us. We can't do any of this without you. So thank you so much for listening, for donating 
and for following along on our journey. If you are able to make a donation this week, we would really appreciate it. We are supported by donors who give us $100 or less, so anything helps. Also, if you're able to share the news about The Girl Who Wore Freedom with your friends and family, please do that on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or email. And sign up for our newsletter at thegirlwhowarefreedom.com. Please go to thegirlwhowarefreedom.com slash donate to make a donation today.